What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Training Tuesday call. Uh, my name is Bob McIntosh. For today's training, we're going to go through a couple things, but um, most importantly for right now, because this is the very first one um, uh, that we're doing in this in this format for this way, I want to make sure that uh, I kind of clarify exactly what to expect, what we're doing, how we're doing it, uh, what you what you can expect um, as a viewer, a member of the group in the community, and how we're going from there. So uh, first and foremost is... We will go live every week in this group. If you're not in the group, you will not be able to see it live. At some point, that might change. We might implement like a webinar functionality or something like that. But for right now, just to keep things simple, we're going to go live in the, in the group this way. So you'll be able to pull up the video and participate. I will create or my team will create um, events so that you know what's coming up, what speakers that we have, who we're bringing in, what we're training about, the topics, the information. All of that will be available to you guys um, as we get them booked out. We will create that information for you. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, all of these will be recorded um, and put in the group. And then each of these trainings will be subsequently attached to a guide within the Facebook group. The guides are basically just areas where um, you can drop in and uh, you can uh, watch all of the previous training. Um, and then number three is if you have questions as we go through stuff, you have the ability to drop in and um, leave a comment. Um right on the Facebook Live. Now, uh, these comments, we'll do our best to answer. If you have questions or things of, of that nature, we'll do our best to answer those questions live if we can, or if the um, you know the trainer or whoever we, we bring on has the ability to or wants to, I'll leave that sort of up to their discretion. Uh, now, one of the things that we are gonna do is for all of you who register um, to join, uh, so basically uh, there's a link and I will repost the link uh, in the comments after this is done. That link, if you register to get access to ask questions before the live. So the way that we're going to do this, we'll stream live. Um, and today it's just going to be me because uh, this is the first one. I just wanted to kind of go through how we're doing all of this. But in the future, we'll have guests. So, for example, um, in not next week, Tuesday, but two weeks on the 18th of October, um, I'm going to have Michelle Bryan, who is a real estate investor who went from zero to 19 deals in nine months. Um, so really, she has 19 deals under contract that she's working on currently in nine months in a fairly competitive Texas market. And so she'll be sharing things like that. So when we have people like that, we'll schedule it ahead of time. We'll come on. We'll let you know. If you're registered in, in ahead of time, you'll get an email beforehand saying, hey, here's who's coming on. Here's the information. Here's the details about what they're going to be talking about. Do you have any questions that you want me to ask that person um, during the interview? And the reason that we're going to do it that way is that... Um, well, one, obviously, um, I want to reward deeper participation. This group is, is free. It's, there's no cost to be a part of it. You, you have access to all the information, content, community, everything for no charge. Um, however, what I do ask um, for additional levels of participation and being able to do things like that is for more information. You know I know internet marketing. You know this is what I do. So literally, by the way, um, a lot of what I'm going to teach you guys in this group is what I'm actually doing is what you should be doing as well. Now, obviously, you may not be running a group, right? Because a lot of real estate investors don't always uh, chime in with groups. But um, gathering information, getting information in is a fantastic way for you to grow your business, to grow your list, to connect with more people, to have more opportunities, all of that. And so for us, obviously, we want to grow our list. So for those of you who use the link, and again, I'll put the link in the comments after, the, uh, after we wrap up today's trading. Uh, you uh, will be uh, have the ability to ask questions by sending them in to us. You just reply back to the email with the, the question thread and say, hey, I want to know about this or I want to know about uh, that or can you ask her or him 
this question or whatever, right? And of course, we'll collate all the questions down and basically say, okay, here's the gist of the questions that we got. We'll go that direction. But only if you register will you have the opportunity to do that. Now, as we go forward with this group, as time goes on, we'll create additional ways for you guys to participate. There's going to be some deeper levels. We already have, a, for example, a Discord server, which we'll be talking about more in the future. Uh, and a few other things. But the point is this. Um, I want to reward those of you who participate in the group, who work with us at a deeper level. Why? Because at the end of the day, look, um, I'm happy to share my knowledge and my contacts and my resources. My business partner, Gigi, is happy to share her knowledge and her resources and her contacts with you guys totally at no charge. Why? Because I know that most of you will listen to what I say, realize, man, this is a lot of work. Maybe I should just hire Bob and his team to do it. And that's our goal, right? Like, look, look, like the whole reason that we're doing this is to build our business, no different than you're trying to build yours. And so I want to reward those of you who participate more. Now, participation looks a lot of ways. It could be registering for the Q&A, like I just said. It could be sharing information, asking questions, responding to other people's questions. At the end of the day, this community is only as strong as its weakest members. And so we'll also be purging people out of here. If you look right now, we've got over a thousand people in this group. Many of those thousand don't participate. So as the next two, three months goes on, we'll start pairing those folks out. So if you're not commenting, engaging, posting, um, participating, anything of that nature, you're probably not going to be here. Why? Because at the end of the day, I'm not about, like, I don't care if I've got a hundred thousand people in the group or a thousand people in the group. I would rather have a thousand active community members who are participating, growing, learning, and supporting each other. That's a big one, supporting each other. than I would have a hundred thousand people and only, you know, a few thousand are actually kind of active and like maybe, a, you know, 200 are really active, right? The, the point of this is, not just to have a place, another group for you guys to be a part of, right? Like, listen, there's a million groups you could be a part of, but if you're here right now, if you're watching this, and the fact that you're here and you're maybe watching this video uh, shows me that you have a sincere and honest desire to build your business better. And Three Degrees Consulting, myself, my business partner, Gigi, and all of our connections and resources and teams are here to help you use digital uh, marketing, whether it be a CRM, a website, your social media, any of those things, right? We're here to help you maximize the efficiency of those things in your business. And so that's what this training is going to be all about. It's going to be helping you guys do that. Now, we'll also be bringing in experts in other areas because I understand that all of us are real estate investors, or most of us are real estate investors anyways. Um, and uh, sometimes we just want to know about how do we use other forms of marketing, uh, systems and processes, coaching, training, all of that, and plug in the digital side so that both of those can come together to really accelerate us uh, and move us forward. And so <clears throat> all of that will be a, a great way that we do this. Now, um, things that will be super helpful. Um, number one, if you're watching this, whether you're watching it live or you're watching the replay, drop a comment and let me know, hey, I'm here live with you, Bob, right now. Or if you're watching the replay, drop, hey, Bob, I'm, I'm jumping in on the replay. Um, the more that you comment and the more that people comment, engage, like, all of that stuff, the more that that participation happens, um, the more that Facebook actually pushes this training out to the rest of the group members. See, unfortunately, as much as I would love to say, hey, when I go live, Facebook makes it happen and they part the seas for me and uh, show it to everyone, but they don't right? Um, at the end of the day, there's an algorithm in place and that algorithm relies on you guys as the users to push content out there for me. So your comments and just dropping in and, and participating is going to be a massive part of this. And I encourage you to leave comments. And by the way, I see all the comments on the side of the screen for me. I've also got it up on my phone here as well so that I can uh, watch there for, for comments too. Um, and like I said, I will do my best to respond to comments whenever I can. For all of you guys saying hello, um, Welcome. Thank you for being here. Truly appreciate your participation um, as we go. So 
Um, that's sort of the format, right? And again, we'll be doing this every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, whatever that works out to 1 p.m. Uh, Central time, uh, noon Mountain time, and 11 a.m. Pacific time. We'll be doing this. Uh, it may not always be me. It might be someone from my team. It might be a guest speaker. It might be some combination of those other things. It could be me. Um, but again, we'll post out exactly what it is. Um, and make sure that everyone knows uh, what's coming, where it's at, and um, everything that's going on. Um, <clears throat> also, I just want to say right now, uh, please forgive me for my voice. I don't know what happened, but I don't know if it's allergies or I got sick or something like that. So my voice is a little, a little hoarse. If I cough a little bit or <laughs> drink some water, I'm just going to apologize for that right now because uh, I'm not feeling 100%. But um, I know how important uh, your time is, and so I won't waste any more. Not waste any more, but I won't spend any more of it on sort of um, what's coming and what we're doing. So without any further ado, uh, today's training, we're going to go through this. Oh, by the way, uh, one more thing. All of these episodes that we record uh, will also simultaneously serve as a podcast. So um, if you're not uh, already part of or following our podcast, it's the Guya Now, Get Out of Your Own Way. That's the name of the group, right? So we're here to help you get out of your own way in real estate and digital marketing and all things in that realm. So the Guya Now podcast is designed to help you do that. We'll be doubling these episodes there. So you'll also be able to listen uh, in, a, in a great audio format if you need to or want to. Okay, um, so without any further ado, let me dive into today's training uh, for Training Tuesday, and here is the deal. One of the biggest things that I keep hearing, um, and by the way, I've been on the road since basically the end of July speaking at uh, various real estate events all over the country, from the West Coast to the East Coast and everything in between, and one of the things that I keep hearing over and over and over from most people is it's harder today to find deals than it ever has been in the past, and I get it. It totally is, right? At the end of the day, when we look at what this market is, when generic random retail buyers have a mass amounts of cash because of crazy appreciation in the last few years, um, our offer of all cash becomes less valuable. Now, even though for most of us in many markets, it's harder to find deals. And by the way, that's what I've been hearing for the last few months. Obviously, with the rate change that just happened, was it last week or um, the week before? Uh, that might change a little bit with what we see going forward who knows but for most markets still right we're not we have we're not seeing it's not shifted to a buyer's market right so instead of seeing 120 percent over asking maybe we're seeing you know 98 to 105 percent of asking which is a very healthy market if you think about that that means that things are more more balanced with that said there's still at this point in time almost 7 million units of housing short we are, we are, as a country, about 7 million units of housing short. So even with the rates adjusting, there's still 7 million people that want to buy a house that don't have one to buy. So what does that mean for us? That means that we have to be more creative as real estate investors. It's going to take us a little more effort to get deals. And the thing that I've been noticing uh, as I've been going along and talking to, again, hundreds of investors in the last few months, not thousands, is they are not following up effectively. Now, let me explain exactly what I mean. It's not that they're maybe not following up, but they're not doing it effectively and they're not often doing it nearly as long as they should. And so for any of you guys watching live or if you're again on the replay later on, I'd like you to drop how many touch points and a touch point could be a piece of mail, a postcard, a text message, an email, a call, um, a uh, Facebook or Google ad. How many touch points on average, are you actively putting out to motivated sellers to get them to sell you their property? My guess is for most of you, it's probably five or less. For a lot of people I talk to, it's about three or less. And here's the thing that I found. Um, when we started, so when I started in real estate, which was back in 2008, 
on average, it took about six touch points for a seller to um, come on board. So if you ever listen to any direct mail training or anything like that, they always say, oh, send five to six letters because that's about how many it takes for that to happen. Now, when I started back in 2008, we didn't have, you know, email marketing was a thing, sure, but it wasn't as much as what it is today. Text marketing was definitely not a thing. Um, and we didn't have a lot of these automated follow-up processes that we have today. And so <clears throat> um, what we're seeing is instead of being stuck with the same old marketing methodologies, we have the ability now to automate through text marketing and email marketing a whole lot more than we ever have in the past. And so uh, like Lynn, for example, wrote that she has seven. That's great. Lynn, that's amazing. Seven is better than most investors are doing. However, what we're seeing right now on average is it takes as many as 14, one, four touch points for a motivated seller to become uh, to become a, a deal for us, and so even at seven, we're only halfway there. Now, look, you maybe maybe your marketing is absolutely phenomenal, and you've got seven touch points, and you're closing more deals than you can handle. And if that's you, great. Then this is probably not the best training for you to, to watch. That's okay, right? Not every training is going to be for everyone, right? We'll do our best to cover the things that I think you guys are, are wanting based on what you tell me, the surveys you fill out, the forms, the questionnaires that you answer, all of that. But for most investors. If we're not hitting 14 touch points, we're losing out. Now, I also want you to look at what is your overall close ratio of your marketing, right? So when we started in direct mail, they used to say, look, you're going to get about a 1% response rate and you're going to close maybe about 10% of that 1%, which means one-tenth of the mail pieces that I send out, I get. With text and email marketing and automating that through a great system, it actually opens the door for us to do a whole lot more. We should be able to close closer to three and maybe as much as in like really, if our marketing's really dialed in, 10% of our overall marketing, if we have our follow, uh, follow-up system dialed in. And the reason for that is this, look, you are probably doing marketing. There's tons of ways of marketing. And by the way, one of the things that we'll be putting in this group uh, probably either later this week or early next week is uh, over 50 different ways that you can market to get sellers in your business, okay? And so... Even if you're doing one, two, five, 10, 20 of those 50 ways, right? Most often what investors think is, well, if I don't have enough deals, I just need more marketing. And I would challenge that assumption. I would say you may not, in fact, you probably don't need more marketing. You probably just need better follow-up with the marketing that you already have. Once that's dialed in, then we turn the dial up or the volume up, if you will, on the quantity of marketing that we're doing. But if we don't have our, our um, volume all the way up on the uh, follow-up touch points, then we're leaving money on the table. I promise you, right? And look, if what I teach you in this video helps you get just one extra deal in the next 12 months, just one deal, that's it, just one. Will that have been worth it? Most likely for a lot of us, yeah, right? Like if we look at the average wholesale deal right now, on the low side, that may be 5,000. Average maybe closer to 10,000. For some of us in higher price markets, 15 or 20,000 for a wholesale deal. That's not, that's not a rehab or anything else that we're doing. That's just one deal that way. And so if I showed you a way that you could invest 2,000 to make 5, 10, 15, 20,000 just once, right? Would that be worth it to you? And guess is probably. Because why wouldn't it? I would also, I, I know I would, right? Give you two, you give me back five. That's a deal I'll take all day long. And by the way, that would be worst case scenario. So with that, um, what I want to share with you guys right now is some of the follow-up that you need to have in your business. I've got six different follow-up sequences that you need to have. And I'm going to show you some variations within that in our system here in a second. But here's six different things that you need to have um, with what you're doing. 
So uh, actually, we're going to do this one. So here we go. Um, this is the first three. So uh, first one's obviously going to be private money lenders. We obviously want to, you know, if we're getting deals, whether we're buying long-term buy and holds, we're doing Airbnbs, we're doing rehabs, uh, even if we're doing wholesales, having access to capital to do these things is going to be huge. And so one of the things that I do when I message or when I uh, follow up with private money lenders is I talk about the documents they need, right? They should be getting, you know, how they get on insurance, that they're going to be filing a lien against the property. What does that look like in my county that I'm operating in, right? Because where we do deals in Niagara County and Erie County of New York State, where most of our deals are there anyways, it's a very specific process to filing there. So I want to make sure that they know, hey, if you lend to me, this is what you should be looking for, okay? Um, always send out deals that you need money for to your private money lenders. I know it sounds crazy to say that, like it seems obvious to say that, but every single deal that you that you get, even if you don't actually need the money, you should be marketing to say, hey, look, I got a deal I need money for, even if it's already funded, because guess what? <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, one second. If they, um, if they call you about that deal and you've already got it locked up, you say, oh, I'm sorry, you were basically, you were too slow. I've already got the money locked up. You gotta be faster next time. So you're training them, you're creating FOMO for them so that they know that they need to call you faster when you put deals out, which is just gonna make it easier for you to grow as an investor long-term, right? Um, once deals are funded, I always send an email saying, hey, you missed out on this deal. This is the details. This is how much money that you know they're gonna make on average so that my lenders know what they're missing out on. I also uh, usually send out at least annually, sometimes twice annually, like twice a year. And if, if we're doing a lot of deals, maybe four times a year, how much interest I've paid out. Now, this might sound like a crazy thing to say, but sharing that you've paid out 10, 20, 30, 50, $100,000 in interest lets lenders know that you appreciate their efforts, that they are needed a part of your business and enables it for you to have uh, them understand that, look, I'm, I'm shelling out money because I'm making money. So you're making money. Everyone wins together. And that's what it's all about. Okay. Um, now daily happenings. I want to quantify this one real quick. So obviously don't send out a daily email to your lenders. You will piss off most of your lenders very quickly. They don't need daily emails from you. What I mean by daily happenings is, Hey, here's what's going on. Like we bought, you know, five houses in the last month, right? Um, we sold six houses. We, um, you know, did this. This is what's happening in our business. Uh, you would like not literally a daily email, but what's going on in the day to day of your business. Letting uh, private money lenders know that you're active in your real estate business enables them to understand that you're working the business, which makes them feel more confident to lend you money. And that's what it's all about. So let them know what's going on. Again, not daily, but maybe once a month is more than sufficient, almost like a newsletter style deal, but for private money lenders specifically. And then on here, it says long, um, forever. Lenders will always be on my list forever. I will never remove a lender. Even if a deal goes sideways, as long as back that's an important distinction i always pay all of our lenders back even if it takes me longer even if i've lost in the deal it doesn't matter we'll pay them back right i will leave them on there forever because you never know when someone might come back and uh lend and i would love watching this live let me know if you ever had uh, give me like a thumbs up or a yes you ever had a deal go sideways but you paid your lender back and they came back to lend you again because you did it the right way i'd love to know for you guys again live or replay either way let me know okay so let's follow up sequence number one number two Sellers, obviously we wanna have a follow-up sequence for sellers. You wanna talk about why you're trustworthy, how your process works in your market. Because again, every state is different. Every county sometimes can even be different. So like in New York, for example, um, I, you know, on average it's 45 to 60 days for us to close a property, 
it, it really cannot be done much faster than that. Like if I push, I think our fastest ever was like 33 or 37 days or something like that, right? Because there's attorneys involved and it's a bunch of shenanigans and it just takes time. So even if they say, I want to sell my house next week, it's like, look, I'd love to buy your house next week, but it's not going to happen. We can't do it that fast. The fastest we can do it is 45 days. Um, so I let them know what's going on in my business in our area so that they have um, knowledge about it. And that transparency and sharing with them enables me to build the bridge of trust further and quicker so that they're more likely to want to work with me. Okay. Um, what's the benefits? Now, one of the things that we're seeing right now happen a lot is, you know, the same old marketing, which is I'm a cash buyer, close on your timeline, we pay the fees, you know, no repairs, you know, no cleanup, blah, 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 all that, right? Look, you and everybody else is offering the same exact thing. Every other investor in your market is saying the same exact thing. So change it up. Be different. Say, look, we'll pay for the movers. Now, obviously, like whatever other things you're paying for, you're just deducting that from the price you're offering the property, right? Because the numbers still have to be the numbers. But set yourself aside. Like, what makes you different? Why would I want to work with you, right? Help them understand that you're not some big company buying thousands of homes a year, you know, assuming that you're not, that you're just, you know, a mom and pop shop. You buy five to 10 properties a year. This is what you do. And this is how you put food on the table for your family. Let them know those kinds of things. They want to work with people that they like and that they know and that they trust. So help build that by showing you. And don't just use the same thing as everybody else. Change it up. Okay. Uh, next here is contact information. I know it sounds silly to say this, but the number of people who do not put down their contact info in their marketing is mind blowing to me, especially text marketing and email marketing, right? Like, Hey, here's how I reach you, call you, email you, text you, whatever it is, just give them the information. I know it sounds silly to say that, but you'd be surprised how many marketing emails I get where there's no information. I'm like, well, how do I get a hold of you? Right? Like, I don't know. And then for length, there's usually two different lengths here, depending on the situation the seller's facing. For time-bound um, time situations, like foreclosure, uh, divorce, or maybe a bankruptcy, or something where it's like, hey, there's a time factor or time component to getting this house sold before XYZ happens, that's going to be usually short, less than 30 days, based on what the time frame is. So like, for example, if you're dealing with a foreclosure, which we're seeing more of those start to crop up, not, still not a lot really, but there are some, um, right? You might say, okay, in our area, they've got 30 days or 45 days to sell the house. Well, I'm going to hammer them in those first 30 days then, because if the, if the house goes to foreclosure, I've lost a deal and I've lost all, my, all the marketing I put forth to that, that seller is irrelevant now because the house is gone. They don't own it anymore. It's been foreclosed on, right? So understand what is your time frame if they're in a time-bound situation. If they're not in a time-bound situation, so for example, if they are a, um, let's say, a high equity out-of-state landlord, right? They don't need to sell the house. They got a lot of equity. They're probably making pretty good money, especially today between both appreciation and rent in, uh, appreciation. They may not be, you know, stoked to sell today. But when they're ready, they will be ready and it will probably be a great deal for you. So for those folks who want to nurture them, it's going to be longer than 30 days. Um, the, the reality is it probably is going to be a year to two years. I would have a sequence for at least one to two years because in the next 12 to 24 months is probably when they'll be likely to want to sell. And if that's the case, I want to be top of mind so that the moment that they go, I want to sell now, I'm the first person that they think of because I've been in continuous communication with them for the last 6, 12, 18, 24 months. Okay. So that's how we get a hold of sellers. Um, next is going to be agents. Agents are a fantastic resource for properties. I know we all give the MLS a bad name or a bad rap rather. And I know that sometimes even 
with uh, with agents. There's a lot of I won't say bad agents. They're just they're just very they fit in a box, right? And they do their thing in their box, and if it's not in that box, they don't want to work with anybody else. And we usually operate very much as investors outside of the box. But agents can be a great um, resource for properties from us. In fact, most people that we talk to and that we work with uh, get a significant chunk of their deals from the MLS, but more specifically from good agents that they're in communication with. So if you look at our email list, for example, we have over or almost 3,000 agents on our email list. What I found in my time of doing this is that one agent, one good agent will bring me about one great deal every two years. One phenomenal agent will bring me five to 10 deals a year if they're phenomenal, which is very, very few, but maybe like two out of my 3,000 would fall in that category. Uh, and all the rest might only bring me one deal ever in their entire lifetime. And the reason for that is, is most agents, again, fall in that box. Uh, they don't want to operate outside that box. So chances of me getting a deal from them are very, very low. So how do you communicate with agents? Well, first and foremost, talk about the time that you're going to save or the time that they're wasting that they won't have to waste with you. Every agent gets paid the same amount of money, no matter what they do or how many hours they put into closing that transaction. They put one hour, 10 hours, or 100 hours in, their paycheck is exactly the same because it's based on commission of the sale price. So help them understand how you're going to save them time or allow them to waste less of their time. And that will be a huge thing because then their dollars per hour goes up. Next, how much money can they make per transaction? One of the things that we often hear as investors is that, well, you know, you're buying houses on the cheap side, so I don't make as much money as an agent. Well, that's true. You may not make quite as much money per a transaction um, on the initial transaction, but I always give an agent who brings me a deal the ability, if they, if they work with us in the right way, to list the house and bring me a buyer on the back end when the house is at the highest value it will probably ever be at for a while, which means not only do they get the trend, the, the commission for the higher value, they also got it for the lower value. So technically on one house, they'll make more money by working with me and helping me get it for a lower price and then reselling it for a higher when it's fixed up than anything else. Now, of course, you got to make sure that you're doing that. And, and if you're not operating that way, let's say you're just doing wholesale deals, then that may not be the case, right? So understand what is your business model? What's your exit strategies? And help them understand how you work with them to get them more money per transaction if you can. And I also say, look, if you are the listing agent on my house and then you bring the buyer in, I'm fine if you take both sides of the commission because I've already factored that number into my selling cost, right? So I already know, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to pay for it. If I don't have to, that's just... Uh, uh, what we call lanyap. I learned that that term from Gigi. Love it. It's a little extra for nothing, right? Lanyap. It's like, hey, I already factored in that I'm going to have to pay the full 6%, but if I only have to pay three, great. That's better for me. Okay. Um, next, what do you do for them? What tasks will you take on on their behalf to make their life easier? Now, it could be that you do open houses. It could be that you do the staging yourself so they don't have to come out of pocket for it. Um, whatever things that you do that the agent would normally have to do, talk about those things because most of those things cost time or money. And if you're doing them, that's less time and less money um, for that. Um, and so in, in that case, if you're helping them, um, it's, a, it's a huge benefit to you. Okay. Uh, and then the last thing here is why should they care? Why should they care about working with you versus any other investor in the market? What makes you different? How do you operate? Um, what are you doing for them? Just give them the reason that you are different than everybody else and you will go a whole lot further. And again, this one is long forever. The agents should never leave my email list unless they unsubscribe. Why? Because never, there might be that one deal and it could be 10 years from now that they finally bring me that makes me 20, 30, 40, $50,000. So it will be worth having them on my email and text follow-up sequences for that time. Okay. 
Okay, next, investor buyers. So obviously these are uh, other investors like us who might want to buy deals. So um, if they've got great deals, like you have great deals, talk about it. Even if you've already got the deal sold to another uh, in investor, it doesn't matter. Put it out there because A, you might find that you need a backup plan in case the investor that you thought you were selling to doesn't perform, which has happened to me. Or B, you might find that, hey, you know what? I've actually been underpricing my deals um, so because people are willing to pay more for them. So the next one I get around, I can raise my selling price a little bit, make a little more of my wholesale fee and still win. Right. So always talk about your great deals. Um, obviously, if you're in a rental market or you're doing, you know, long term rentals, short term rentals, share those out there. Let people know that you got those incoming. Again, even if you plan to keep it yourself, still share the deal out there. Because, look, I always look at it this way. If I can make at least 30 percent of what I would make on the rehab uh, of a house on the wholesale or more, I'm probably going to wholesale the deal. Because that 30% in my pocket today versus waiting for 100%, an extra 70% in three, six, nine, 12 months from now, I'll take the 30% today all day long, right? Less hassle, less stress, more money in my pocket to do more deals and grow as I, I build my business. Okay. Um, opportunities. It could be lending opportunities. It could be deal opportunities. It could be meetups. It could be, um, you know, if you're doing like a, Hey, come to my house and meet my contractor who did this house. It could be, Hey, come see, you know, we did a smart house and I want to show you all the smart technology. So you know what to put in your next house or whatever it's going to be. Right. Um, any sort of opportunities like that, share those investors love to get educated and connect with and be a part of the community of other investors. So share what you got going on so they can be a part of your community. Um, these emails should be short to the point. We are investors. We wear a lot of hats. We are busy. Sometimes we have full-time jobs on top of doing all of this. I do not have time to read your novel of an email, nor do I want to read your novel of an email. Short, 250 words in the email, 160 characters in the text. That's it. And investor buyers should stay on your list forever. Again, as long as they don't unsubscribe, they should stay there forever. Okay, so that's them. Next up, you should have a follow-up sequence for your contractors. So why are they going to make money with you? This is an important thing. Most contractors don't actually ever think about time, uh, money in terms of dollars per an hour. How many hours do I put into a job? How much money do I make? That's my hourly rate. They simply look at, oh, I'm making $10,000 on the job. Well, if they spend 10,000 hours, that's a terrible trade-off, right? So understand and help them understand how they're going to make money. Um, share with them examples of your scopes of work right? Give them examples. And if you don't have any, um, reach out to me. I can give you some example scopes of work from our business and from others that I have put together. Why? Because at the end of the day, helping them see this is what you're going to get when you work with us makes them go, whoa, you're like a professional. That makes my life easier. I'm going to want to work with someone like you in that case, right? Talk about no changes, right? Once the plan is set, Obviously, you know, there might be changes in the sense of like, hey, we opened up a wall and we found some crazy stuff that we didn't know. Yeah, sure. There might be changes for that. But for the most part, the plan's a plan. It's already outlined ahead of time. We know exactly what we want to spend, what we're going to put in, all the items. We've even got SKUs from Home Depot and Lowe's or Ace or HD's Home Supply or wherever, right? You know exactly what it is. Here's the plan. We won't be deviating from the plan unless something major comes up. Makes their lives easier. You should also be telling them, how do you keep them busy? Most contractors have to worry about what am I going to do? What's my next job? Right, I made 10000 on this one. What's my next one so I can keep paying bills? Well, help them understand that if you work with me the right way, I'll keep you busy. And by the way, even if you're not able to keep them busy yet, you probably know other investors that are in need of a great contractor. Share that person around. Keep them within your circle of contacts because if you do that, they'll work for you for a lot longer and they'll be a lot better. 
Uh, for contractors, until I know them or they come on board, it's probably going to be short, right? Less than 30 days. If they don't want to work with me after 30 days of sharing this kind of stuff with them, they're probably not going to want to work with me in general, and that's okay. All right. Uh, and last, and this is one that most people don't do, and this is called affiliate services. So affiliate services are things that you as an investor can offer and get paid for offering um, in exchange for bringing another business, clients, customers, etc. So for example, um, if you are a, uh, an investor and you are buying someone's house, well, they might need a moving company. Well, if you make friends with a local moving company, you could probably actually get paid a percentage of the move when they move that company. You do the same thing for, let's say it's a pool cleaner. If the house that you sold a buyer has a pool or a cleaning company, right? Just bought a brand new, fully remodeled house. You want to keep it clean, but don't want to do the work yourself? Hire the, the cleaning company. If you know that they have pets, um, you know, make friends with a mobile dog groomer who can come to their house, right? Uh, my parents, for example, just had their, their two dogs uh, groomed from a mobile groomer. And it was like 200 bucks for that, right? Well, there's no reason that you probably couldn't get 10%. It's 20 bucks. It's not a huge amount for you, but start doing that here and there and every month and it adds up over time. And guess what? At the end of the day, you'll, you'll have a better business, uh, a better, um, not a better stream of revenue that grows as you grow because you're doing more and more and more and this revenue stream just keeps going. So it's an awesome way to do that. So let people know what services that you offer. By the way, us, 3 Degrees Consulting, we are more than happy to pay affiliate fees. Bring in a user that we uh, have to our CRM, we can pay you an affiliate fee. If you bring in a user that buys a website from us or any of our services for that matter, we can pay you an affiliate fee. Now what that fee is depends, right? Depends on the service and a bunch of other things. But reach out to me if you want to be a part, if you want to be an affiliate with us and say, hey, I know other investors who need your training, your information, your CRM, your websites, all that stuff. You bring them to us, I'm happy to pay you. Why? Because we all go together. I know that if you bring me business, I'm making money. You get to make some money and you get to help the person that you brought to us make some money. So everybody's winning. So why would I not share the wealth as we go around? Okay. So that's six simple follow-up sequences that you can implement into your business very, very quickly right? And you need to have those in there. Why? Because these things will help you scale your business and all the marketing that you're currently doing. Now, the other thing that I want to show you guys real quick is to make your lives easier. Um, you want to ideally have a CRM or system that allows this to happen for you a, in an automated fashion so that you can write content one time and it will automatically send it out. Number two, a system that's already written it for you. So the, at the very least, all you have to do is go in and just tweak some things to make it sound more like you versus having to come up with content off of the top of your head. And number three, <clears throat> allows you to actually track what's working, what's not working, what marketing am I getting that's, that's, that's uh, actually driving deals versus just leads versus nothing at all, right? And so um, let me share this here. Um, this is actually our CRM. I'm just going to show you real quick. What we've actually done is we've built in here workflows for agents, cash buyers, contractors, um, some general workflows, PMLs, and sellers. So for example, if you open this folder, you'll see in here pre-written campaigns already published, ready for you guys to utilize. This is some of the things that we do. Why? Because I want to make your life easier. You want to have foreclosure? You want to do a foreclosure campaign? Here's a 14 touch point. Remember we said 14 points for sellers, right? 14 touch point SMS only over 30 days, right? Here's a new seller lead, 14 touch points over 45 days. Um, here's one for, hey, I need to reschedule an appointment with you. Okay, well, let's have a sequence to make sure that if they do reschedule, they don't fall through the crack, cracks and you miss out on them. If they book an appointment, here's a sequence. If they've replied that they're interested but didn't book an appointment with us yet, here's a follow-up sequence for that. 
all of these are here so that you guys can have automated sequences to push more of your already uh, existing marketing into getting you more deals. And the same thing for them for like say private money lenders, Here's a 30-day sequence for potential lenders, right? Um, when someone clicks the link to view your packet, we have the ability to actually trigger other follow-ups. You can do that here. You want to set up your first meeting with them. There's a sequence for that here. Um, you got agents, for example. We have a, a six-month email campaign. So here's a six-month campaign already pre-built that you simply add an agent to, and for six months, they'll hear from you through our system. So all of this stuff helps your follow-up game be on point. And that's one of the most important things is understanding exactly um, that, hey, follow-up is great, but if you have, if you don't automate it, it's not going to work for you. Why? Because the reality is there's always going to be a hundred hats you have to wear until you're a bigger business. And because of that, there's always going to be something that's going to have a higher priority than sending that email or that text that day, right? Like your contractor calls and he sawed off his finger and he needs to go to the hospital or um, you know, your attorney, your title company calls and there's a title issue that you need to, if you want to close this house, otherwise you're going to lose your deposit or, you know, any number of things like that could come up. And so <clears throat> understand that, um, automating this follow-up sequence is the only way that you're going to have success in creating more deals out of the marketing that you're already doing. Cause if you're not automating it, something will always come up and stop you from there. Okay. So that's it for this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. If you have any other comments or questions or want to know more, just drop a comment on here. I will be reviewing all the comments on Facebook and we'll go from there. Um, but otherwise, appreciate you dropping in. Again, we'll be live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So make sure you add in your calendar to pop in here. And of course, all of these will be recorded. So you can go back and watch them at any point in time. And I do have one request. If you found value in this training, then the payment is very simple. Invite three other investors that you know to come join this group. That's it, just three. Find three. I'm sure you probably know way more than three. If you want to invite more than three, please have some, right? But find at least three other investors that you know, invite in the group so that they can learn and grow. Because again, we're all here as part of one big community in the real estate investing space, even though it's actually not that big. Investing community is actually very small when you start to get into it for long enough. And uh, But we'll all have success together and that's the whole point. So without any further ado, have a great rest of your week. Get out there, kick some butt, take some names. Take it easy. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by 3 Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, 3 Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now.